The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is August 23rd and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Today is a very, very special episode as I am joined by my wife. That's right, you heard that first here. (laughs) I'm joined by my wife, Ashley Harris. She has been supporting me and enduring my endless basketball talk 24-7. So I figured why not have her on the show. Um, Today we will go over some questions from more of a casual fan's perspective. You know, not everyone knows everything about these rookies. uh, So we will break down some basic questions that people may have about this great rookie class. So, Miss Harris, how are you doing today? I gotta say I'm a little nervous. You know, I do a lot of critiquing your show, so now I'm on it. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, you think podcasting is such an easy thing, so we're going to see how you do today. Um, For the people that don't know you, which is everyone, um, who is your favorite NBA team? Well, I learned from you, so our favorite team is the Charlotte Hornets. That's right, because we're here in North Carolina. And name some of your favorite players in the NBA. Well, this is going to be bad because there aren't any Hornets on the list, Mm. but uh, Devin Booker. Okay. Um, I liked him. He in the what is he? The Suns player? Oh yes. God, this is bad. <laughs> uh, I liked his game, and I liked you know the run that they had. And then from the year before last, I liked Jamal Murray. Yeah. And I also like Giannis. Why do you like Giannis so much? Well, of course, he's like the hardest working player I've seen, and also like his American experiences mm-hmm. are just so cute to me. Yeah, he's he's pretty sneakily funny, so <laughs> you got to love Giannis, and congrats to them again on winning the championship. Now, you got to say my catchphrase before we get started. All right. Now, let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. <laughs> All right, do you have any questions for me? Of course I do. So, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I am a casual fan. So, can you explain to me the different paths to becoming a rookie in the NBA? And can you give me some benefits of each? All right. Well, first, there's obviously going to college. The Probably 95% of the players go that route through mm-hmm. college and the NBA. You used to could go straight from high school, but now you cannot. Um, they're hoping to change that. But for right now, you got to go to at least one year of college. Or you can go international, overseas, which a lot of players were beginning to do until the G League stepped up and decided to play some of these players some money. And now the G League is that third option. And in this current draft class, we had four players from the G League become eligible to play. Three of them got drafted. The other signed a contract. So that seems to be the path of the future for now. Mainly just the G League and college. Okay, I have two follow-up questions for that one. One, um, are there players from all three of the categories or just two? We have all three. Well, we did not have any American players that went overseas for this draft. Uh, We've had some in the past, but for this year, it's just 
the four players that went to the G League and everyone else is from the college ranks. And then we had international players that are already playing overseas that came over here. Gotcha, gotcha. Foreign-born players. All right, so what about one other question? Can you just, like, show up and be like, hey, guys, I want to play in the NBA? Well, not during draft season, but every now and then some teams hold G League tryouts. Mm -hmm. And there actually was a player, Jonathan Simmons, who paid $150 for a G League tryout for the Spurs, and he ended up getting signed to the team the real team, and made a lot of money in the NBA. So, you know, whenever you see a G League tryout, you know, maybe go for it. I I was eligible to do that one time for the Greensboro Swarm, but I was like 33 years old, and I was like, <laughs> I had to work the next day. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to work. I'll just skip on that. So, yeah. Okay, so. I'm maybe just... I should have did that. I, I wouldn't be right here right maybe. now. Maybe. be on your TV screen. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, so I'm assuming that hasn't happened this year, right? No. Right, right. That's that's few and far in between. Okay, well, then if we're talking about just this draft, um, who do you think got the best fit in the draft? Can you give me, like, three people? Okay, I can give you two people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be greedy. It's fine. Um, no, for the best fit, you, you can't overthink this. It has to be Kay Cunningham to the Pistons. The number one pick overall, because pretty much no matter who the Pistons picked, it would work for them, because they were second worst team in the league, and they're just starved for talent. Last year, they had three rookies that came in and performed well, but they did not have a superstar, and they hope that Kay Cunningham can be that superstar. Right. Probably will be. Okay. He would at least be a star. So, (laughs) Uh, another player, uh, Chris Duarte. I love his fit with the Indiana Pacers. Uh, He's a do it all player. He can score the ball very well. Great shooter. And that fits great with the Indiana Pacers and the way they run things over there. If you want a third player, I can skip down to, let's say, Trey Murphy. He got drafted 17th and he's going to the Pelicans. Uh, the Pelicans really needed some shooting on their team, and he c- can provide that. He was one of the best shooters left on the board when they were up to pick, and he performed amazing at Summer League as well. Okay. All right. Well, in contrast, who got, like, the weirdest or the worst fit? Like, when you heard this team's pick and you're, like, confused, like, what in the world were they doing? Well, I would have to say... Davion Mitchell going to the Sacramento Kings was a very weird fit. Uh, And at the time, it took everyone aback because they have two small guards. They have De'Aaron Fox, who's incredible, Tyrese Halliburton, who's becoming incredible, and then they draft Davion Mitchell, who has the potential to be incredible, but they kind of all play the same position. So it's not weird or a bad draft pick because of Davion Mitchell, because we know he has the potential to be great, but just on the Kings, it was kind of weird. It's a weird place. Yeah, we, yeah. you would have thought another team would have picked him. It's like they picked him thinking, okay, we can trade somebody. But if they don't trade anybody, it's just going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, another player, you could say Josh Giddy to the OKC Thunder. They they their main need was not a point guard and Josh Giddy is a huge risk at point guard. But not only that, with their nineteenth pick they selected another point guard in the draft. So they kinda have 
an overload at point guard because Shea Gildress Alexander is, can also play point guard. So it was kind of weird that they picked him at six. So, All right. All right. Well, kind of along those same lines, is there a player that you think would have done better had they gone to another team? Like because of that fit, they won't be as good as they could have been somewhere else. Yeah, I think two players really stand out for that question. Jonathan Kaminga, for one. He was drafted seventh by the Warriors. Um, He is a guy I would have liked to see the OKC Thunder select. Very raw player, but the talent is there. Averaged over 16 points in the G League. Came in the Summer League averaging around 16 points, putting up those same stats. But when he goes to the Warriors' actual team, when Steph and Clay and Draymond are there, um, and... Andrew Wiggins, they're just loaded with talent. Kaminga and their other pick, Moses Moody, are going to find it hard to get minutes. And if they were on any other team, they would be playing a lot of minutes and being able to develop at a faster rate. Jonathan Kaminga's a guy that could have possibly been in the runnings for rookie of the year, but on the Warriors, he's not going to play much. And also, I have to say Cam Thomas. Everyone would love to see him on a different team. He ended up being the MVP of Summer League, averaging around 27 points in Summer League. Now he goes to the Brooklyn Nets, is going to have to back up Kyrie Irving. <laughs> so he's not going to play that much unless Kyrie just, you know, pulls a disappearing act like he is known to do. I was going to say, I don't know a lot about <laughs> basketball, but I know that Kyrie may or may not disappear for weeks at a time. Yes, and because of personal reasons or because he's hurt. <laughs> so yeah. he's on the court like a third of the time most of the time. But if Cam Thomas was on a different team, he definitely would be on a faster track to be a star. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, who would you consider to be like the steal of the draft? Steal of the draft, I would have to think about Alperin Sengun. Uh He fell to pick 17. Uh, 16 or 17, I believe it was 16, yeah. Um he ended up going to the Rockets, and that was a pick that the Thunder had, and they just traded it away for future picks, and I thought that was a stupid idea at the time, <laughs> I, and after seeing the Summer League, everyone knows that that's a stupid decision <laughs> right now, because Alperin Sengun has played incredible in the Summer League. He was incredible overseas. Uh, it, it, in my opinion, I had him mocked to go 7th in the draft. There's no reason he should have fell to 16th. And I just think he has a path to being great. Um, And if you want to say someone else, I would say Jared Butler. We have not seen him play yet in the Summer League because he sat out due to, I heard, personal reasons. Or it could have been because he was just trying to avoid COVID, just playing it safe. But he was great in college. His stock fell because he had a health issue. The NBA uh, put a basically an issue on him because he had a heart issue. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to make sure he was safe to play before they let him play. And I think that scared a lot of teams because he probably should have went around 20th in the draft and he ended up going 40th, even though now he has a clean bill of health. And another guy I can say is Luca Garza, who went 52nd. He was the college basketball player of the year, and he went 52nd. That sounds weird to someone like you who's a casual fan. Because you would think, why didn't he go top 10? Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, players that are that great in college and don't have the strength, um, speed, 
everything that people are looking for as far as like the prototypical prototypical player, they say that's not going to translate to the real NBA. And so mm-hmm. they'll they 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 don't get looked at highly regarded. So he fell to 52nd, but he performed as one of the best centers in the summer league. So I think he will, you know, end up being a steal of the draft because even if he just plays and becomes a backup center at pick 52, that's basically still unheard of because 52nd pick is like not even being drafted pretty much. And there's a lot of players making a lot of money that are backup centers. So, And he has potential to be even better than that. Okay. All right. That was a really long explanation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can just go on and on. Um, Thanks, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I hear this all the time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, who do you think's the most overrated? Like, everyone else loves <clears throat> this dude. And you're just like, why? I, do, I don't understand. Well... As I tweeted right before the draft, <laughs> I went ahead and said, Josh Giddy, Franz Wagner, and Usman Garuba were the most overrated players in the draft. And I think neither of them should even be a first-round pick. Ouch. Yes. So, I mean, Josh Giddy is super raw. He's tall. He's fast. He can pass. But you need to be more than that to flourish in the NBA. Franz Wagner seems like a role player. Um... Nothing special about his game. And he was drafted eighth. And in the summer league, he did nothing. So, uh, I don't see why... I don't see why he was picked eighth. I mean, I really don't. And Usman Garuba, same type of thing. All he can do is play defense, pretty much. Can't score, can't do anything offensively. Um, He's a role player, in my opinion, as well. So, those three. People love them, too. And I just don't get it. All right, all right. Um, all right, slightly different question. Who do you think is going to be a player that's, like, ready to play day one? Like, you just throw them out there on the court. They're fine. They they know what they're doing. They'll get you some points. They're solid. Okay. Well, I have three players in that category. And they probably will be all more than solid. Um, they have potential to be really, really good. But Trey Murphy stands out. Ended up going to the Pelicans. Davion Mitchell, who we talked about earlier. I mean, as soon as he gets in the game, he showed in the summer league that that defense of game of his translates, and he was locking down NBA players already. <clears throat> and Chris Duarte, as mentioned earlier, with the Pacers, ready to go, played great for them in the summer league. And Jalen Suggs, the guy who I tabbed as the second best player in the draft that should have been drafted second, went fifth. But he showed in a limited time in the summer league that he's going to be a star. So those four stand out to me. It's ready to go from day one. Okay. All right. Well, do you think there are any rookies who are decent, you know, in college, internationally, the G League, wherever they came from, that are going to break out and just be amazing in the NBA? Kind of like a sleeper, huh? Sure. Yeah, you could call them that. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I don't know about amazing for BJ Boston, but he's a guy that was highly touted coming out of high school. Went to Kentucky for one year and really disappointed. And so he fell in the draft to around the 53rd or so pick, barely drafted. And no one would have thought that with him coming out of high school. They would have thought he would have been a lottery pick. 
But in the summer league, he performed very well, and he fit in very nicely. He's going to be on the Clippers team, and he's going to have time to develop a little bit because Kawhi is going to be out for, if not the whole year, most of the year. So that's a sleeper pick in BJ Boston right there. Mm -hmm. And you also would have to say Zaire Williams. He's kind of a sleeper because people don't believe in him. And he's the same type of case study as BJ Boston. They both were... They went to the same high school, I believe, um, the prep school that um, LeBron James' son goes to, Bronny. Uh, I think they played with Bronny. And uh, Zaire went to Stanford, had a down year as well as B.J. Boston. It was a little better than B.J. Boston's, though. And that's why he was drafted 10th and B.J. Boston was drafted in the 50s. But it wasn't that much better than B.J. Boston's. But Zaire Williams has the size, the length, and he can shoot the ball better. So... I think he could be a really good sleeper. Question. Yes. Is he the one that you showed me the picture of him where he's like got his arms, one on the ground and one is like touching the top of a door frame? That was Moses Moody. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> he's one of those guys that are NBA ready. Moses oh, Moody. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> and, Keep uh, going. But my other sleeper would be Jason Preston, um, the point guard out of Ohio. Really good. I think he has Steph Curry slash LaMelo Ball type of potential. And he went to the Clippers. So the Clippers have two of these three guys. So they have a bright future. Okay. All right. Who do you think is going to be the stars this year? Who can, This year? I'm not going to say this year. I'm oh, going to say sorry. in from general. This, from this class. <laughs> from this class. Okay. The top five are pretty much a known commodity and all projected to be stars. But I will say... Like we mentioned earlier, a lot of the guys we mentioned earlier, Cam Thomas, who's on the Nets, he would be a star. And like we said earlier, if he was on another team or if he got more minutes, because his scoring definitely translates, and he can he's instant offense. Uh, Alperen Sengun, same thing. With him being 18, 19 years old, coming into the league with his uh, talent, and his potential for upside. He's already playing great now. Definitely, he's destined to be a star. Uh, Jalen Johnson is someone we haven't talked about yet. He went to Duke, your favorite team in college. <laughs> I hate Duke. I'm I a Carolina pretend. fan. Yeah, right. Um, but Jalen Johnson performed incredible in summer league. But he may not get many minutes on the Hawks. If he was on any other team or somehow finds a way to get minutes, I think he'll be very productive in the league. And I would have to say our very own James Booknight, who was drafted to the Hornets. I really think he has that scoring potential and can be great. He reminds me a little bit of your boy Devin Booker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, we just re-signed Terry Rozier, so that could hurt Booknight's value. We'll have to see what the Hornets do with that. But, yeah, like I mentioned, the top five are pretty much destined to be stars. Okay. Uh, so, normally, we watch the draft together. But this year, you were helping cover the draft live on YouTube, on Hoopball's YouTube channel. So, I didn't get to watch the draft with you. So, I don't know who the top five are. Could you go over those real quick? Well, you know Cade. You, you've heard the name Cade Cunningham. You may not know much about him. But, mm -hmm. you know Cade. Um, Cade Cunningham went to the Pistons. What would you like to know about him? Um, I guess a good comparison. Like, on the court, who does he remind you of? Okay. You will hear some talk. Some people try to say he's like Luka Doncic. I don't see that. 
Mm-hmm. I see more of a Jason Tatum. You know, I think that could be his ceiling to be Jason Tatum. I don't think he'll be better than Jason Tatum, but he has a Jason Tatum-like game. But people think he can make him do a little bit more because he played point guard a little bit in his past. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's good enough as a ball handler to do that in the NBA. So more Jason Tatum. Okay. Next we have Jalen Green. You want to know his comparison? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that with all of them. Good, but I don't have one. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about his game then. But no, he's just an offensive, you know, genius. Basically, he can score the ball in any way. Just a shooting guard that can score, get his own shot, and he's going to be running the team for the Rockets. You know, a lot of people in the NBA are great because they feel slighted. Oh, uh, a lot of great people in general, like Tom Brady. You know, he went six round. Mm-hmm. He hates everyone that passed on him. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green has that mentality, and he went second. Mm-hmm. He feels disrespected because he went second mm-hmm. and not first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he definitely I is love looking... that kind of pettiness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking to be great from day one and trying to find anything he can, you know, to be a chip on his shoulder. I love it. So, and he's he's he dresses like a star. He has platinum teeth already like oh a star. God. Like, he has the huge hair. Like if anyone's gonna be a star from this league, from this draft class, it's gonna be Jalen Green. Next we have Evan Mobley. He reminds me of Chris Bosh. You know Chris Bosh. Old school, a little bit. A little old school, a yeah. A little bit more yeah. than I'm used to hearing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he plays like him a little bit, um, but he's still raw. So he has. He might need a year or two to start looking like Chris Bosh. Who did he um, go to? He went to the Cavaliers, so okay. Okay. Cavaliers are a terrible team. <laughs> but Not looking to win any uh, yeah. finals. They have a lot of young draft picks that are trying to come together and win some games, but Evan Mobley, I wish he would have went to the Raptors. That would have been a better fit, in my opinion, but he's got to develop, and he was not that great in the Summer League, so he's going to need some time. Next is Scotty Barnes. Okay. One of my favorites. He's a huge riser in the draft. If you looked at his college tape, you would say, why is he being drafted in the first round? It really wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't do much offensively as far as scoring, but he can do everything else. And then Summer League, he was even able to score. His upside is he's kind of like a Giannis type of player okay. who comes into the league very raw, but has talent, size, athleticism, that if he continues to develop, he can be incredible. Next, we have Jalen Suggs, who I mentioned earlier. He was my number two prospect in this draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to see Damian Lillard in his game. and he He's just wow, oozing, Dame. Yep, oozing greatness. How did you not mention Dame as one of your favorite players? <laughs> That's our guy. We were almost going to name our son Damian. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't fit, So, but we thought about it. But, yeah, Jalen Suggs. Uh, great prospect and gonna be a star no doubt awesome awesome all right well i just have one more question for you that's it yeah i think so i think so okay you've covered a lot so far for a kind of novice over here i'm a little overwhelmed so my last question take some notes (laughs) (laughs) who do you think is going to be the rookie of the year oh rookie of the year yes that's the go-to question of the day 
All right, you gonna go to Vegas and put some money on this? Um, absolutely. How much you gonna give me? A few dollars. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you would have to say it could even be Colt Rookie of the Years, but Jalen Green or Cade Cunningham because Jalen Green's gonna be a lock to put to probably get over twenty points per game, and that's very rare for a rookie. But he did it easily in the summer league, mm -hmm. and it's gonna be his team coming in from day one. Same thing for Kay Cunningham. It's going to be his team as well. He doesn't score as easily as Jalen Green, but he does a lot of the other statistics and categories much better than Jalen Green. So he's going to be getting assists and even more rebounds than Jalen Green. Um, possibly even blocks. and Just every category, he's going to be better than Jalen Green other than points for the most part. So if you look at his all-around game, you're going to say... He was great. You look at Jalen Green's scoring, you're going to say he's great. So it just depends on uh, what the voters are looking for. But I think they're pretty neck and neck to be co-rookie of the years. Okay. All right. Did that answer all of your questions that a casual fan would might have over this rookie class? I think that you answered them all and more. Did I say would might have? I think you did. You didn't it's call okay. me out on it, so it's, it's okay. okay. I'll, yep, I'll yep. save it for after the recording's uh, over. Yep, I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> but this, I figured this would be an interesting show for you guys because you hear so much from experts all the time and all the stats and numbers. But sometimes, just as a basketball fan, you want to hear about basketball talk, what players are going to be good, what players are going to be bad, <laughs> and all of that. So... Uh, I figured I'd have my wife join me today. I hope you enjoyed it. Tell everyone where they can find you if they want to talk to you on Twitter or something. Do not at me. Do not try to find me. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> so you heard that. And you see what I deal with on a daily basis. But no. He is clearly the extrovert in this marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for joining me, Miss Ashley Harris. And, you know, next time we'll be hearing from you. I'm sure you'll have your own podcast somewhere. You keep saying that because I keep saying I can do it better than you. You're going to make me do it one day. You see all the hard work I do now? <laughs> do you understand now? I understand a little more. <laughs> but um, we'll, we're, we're done putting you through all this. But Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening once again to the All Rookie Podcast. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you have your friends or girlfriends or <laughs> husbands that are novices to this rookie class tell them to listen to this episode specifically uh -huh. but thank you all for listening once again tell a friend to tell a friend like rate subscribe review all that good stuff and we're out of here peace bye say peace baby oh peace <laughs> <laughs>